What's up, y'all? My name is Ian Champion, Man United fan Edwards, Caribou Cup Kings, whole life, or at least for this year. And uh, yeah, I'm here and I'm uh, whew, glad we won that game. We're going to talk about Manchester Chester. I can't even say it. Manchester, I wasn't even drinking to celebrate. <laughs> We're going to talk about Manchester United versus Newcastle at Wembley. And the Caribou Cup final. We're going to talk about Leeds, Southampton. We're going to talk about Chelsea versus Spurs. And will Graham Potter be fired by the time this podcast is over? And how <laughs> Neil is feeling. Uh, we're going to talk about Arsenal. Right? Trying to stay ahead of Man City on points. Uh, Man City, like, shaking off their two draws in a row. And who did they pump? I can't remember who Man City pumped. They pumped Bournemouth hard. And, uh, you know, they got some midweek games in the FA Cup. United are back at it again. But, uh, and then Martin might join us. Uh, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, like and subscribe, comment, we'll respond. I say that every week. Sometimes I do. A lot of times I don't, but I will get back to that. But we got two of our regular co-hosts. Uh, give it up for Neil Shakovati, stand-up comic, Chelsea fan, who I just wanted to come on the podcast to see if he was alive based on how the results been going. So it's good to see him in a white shirt, you know, chilling. <laughs> What's up, man? You good? I'm good. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm wearing the colors of surrender. <laughs> used to be the right, right way to go. <laughs> yeah, you haven't worn a any Chelsea paraphernalia in a minute? No much. <laughs> you don't. I actually, I, I, like I actually, I actually have a I have a shirt right, you know, right, right underneath. But it's time to hide it up. That's how optimistic <laughs> you were when you first got him. You got that shirt. <laughs> I know you didn't just get that shirt recently. <laughs> this is after the Champions League because it actually has the the winning goal from the Champions League. The way he takes the ball mm-hmm. off Edison. Edison lying on the floor. Mm-hmm. His only goal, probably, since that. For a while, yeah. For a minute. And then we got Lee Hudson, stand-up comic from England, Southampton fan, who's hey. actually in L.A. What up, fam? Yeah, I'm like a block away from you right now. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I know, you're in a hotel room a block away from me. It's hilarious. <laughs> but we're all going to get together for a Thursday podcast on March mm-hmm. 2nd, and we're going to go in studio and do it there. At all things comedy. So right now. Whole crew together. Yeah, the whole crew. And speaking of the crew together, what questions you asked me earlier, Neil? I was like, yeah, who was waiting where for whom? So you want to start this, Lee? <laughs> yeah, so like in the chat, we've been talking about watching the Spurs-Chelsea game at your place. Um, right. And the kickoff, because it was the early kickoff, it was 5.30 a.m., Right. That the game started. Um, mm. So the messages were going back and forth. I was like, are we still on for this? Uh, what time <laughs> should we meet? And Martin was like, yeah, let's meet 5.20. Um, so literally, I, I, I got to your place just as Martin was arriving as well. Oh, okay. um, Martin was trying to buzz you. He was trying to call you. He was trying to text you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I looked and the last message I had from you was at like 
almost 2 a.m. So I was like, he hasn't slept. Oh, yeah. Like, but it's also Ian. Sleeping. Like, but Ian also, like, he, he never sleeps. So, yeah. yeah. I was but like, he's I, definitely, I, I, I never definitely sleep, sleep. until <laughs> when they got to my door. I was definitely <laughs> sleeping. <laughs> Martin was like, I've, Martin was like, I've had to wait on this doorstep before, but never for more than, <laughs> Martin was like, but never for more than like 10 minutes. Yeah, he's uh, right. He's correct. He's absolutely correct. Yeah. And we got like, you know, we, we were both just, I mean, obviously, I'd never met mine in person before, so we were just standing on your doorstep getting painted. <laughs> um, we were like kind of following the game on our phones. And oh, yeah. it, got, it got to like 30 something minutes in, and we were like, I don't think he's oh, answering shit. anytime soon. So me and Martin just walked to a Starbucks and, and got a coffee and had some breakfast. Um, and then he finally got the message from you. Like oh shit, I'm awake now. <laughs> and oh. then we came, we came round and watched the, uh, we re- rewound the game and watched it, um, and then a bit of the United Newcastle game as well. So, oh damn, um, yeah, it was, a fu- it was a fun morning. Eventually, <laughs> yeah, eventually, this is where I fucked up. I fucked up when I decided to sleep in my bed <laughs> because normally when I go to bed that late. First of all, normally I go to bed later, you know, After the game. and uh, b- before the game. Like, so last <laughs> night I went to bed, like that text you got around 2 a.m. I was like, oh, shit, I could sleep for three hours. <laughs> so I was like, I might as well get a comfortable three hours. Now, but normally I don't risk getting a comfortable <laughs> three hours. Normally I just sleep on the couch because mm. it's not as comfortable. It's, it's hard to oversleep on the couch. It's hard. Yeah. So, but the bed, it's a sleep number. And I, I, I that shit was set to perfect. So <laughs> Memory foam, bro. Yeah, I was out. Like, they, you you forced thing. me to spend quality time with Martin. Don't <laughs> <Yeah, man. laughs> no no want to do that. <laughs> Imagine like the first time you're meeting Martin, you're like, it's 5.30 a.m. 5.30 a.m. outside my house. In the cold. In the cold, yeah. Because LA is not warm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just the two of us looking at a fallen tree, wondering if Ian was underneath <laughs> it somewhere. There's like yeah. a huge fallen tree on his street. And we were like, is he, maybe he's under there. <laughs> Yo, you know what's crazy about that fallen tree? Right? So it's been there for two days. So then after you guys left, right? I was like, all right, let me go to the gym and listen to all the podcasts about the game and, you know, the post game. So I went out, walked out there. And you know, there's a car under that tree, crushed. Oh, I shit. I didn't know there was a car oh, there for two days. There's a, there's a car, wow. complete, a brand new Kia. Oh, <sighs> damn. Like, it's, like, when they take it to the junkyard, you know, when they, they, they mush it into a box, they don't have to do that shit. It's already done. <laughs> and it's, it's, like, right under there. And, I, and a lot of people didn't know that until we... All the neighbors been coming by to check it out. Been meeting people over by the fallen tree. It's crazy. So, yeah, but yeah, sorry about that, man. Again, man, I <laughs> I overslept. So good, we got in eventually. <laughs> yeah, you got in. Yeah, and then uh, so we got to see the Chelsea game, which we'll get to. But before that, I guess we will discuss. So you guys didn't uh, watch it in real time. You guys watched it. You guys replayed that that thing. Yeah, because when they came over, there was one half left. Uh, so the yeah. option was to watch that half or yeah. they just stop checking in on your phones, which I'm sure Martin didn't. And 
let's watch the first half and then the second half without knowing anything. Yeah. And so we watched the full game. Yeah. So, yeah. But uh, I guess we'll go to the Caribou Cup final. Manchester United versus Newcastle. Manchester United are the kings of the Caribou Cup. The emperors, the dukes, the chancellors, the grand wizards, whatever. You know, I'm just glad that we won. We didn't lose. And, uh, and it's just, I don't even know if I have a lot to say about the game. It's the vibes that's like just so important. Like uh, to see Casemiro and Varane celebrating like it's the first thing they've ever won. <laughs> like I watch Real Madrid, right? I watch Real Madrid. I've seen them win most of the stuff that they won. And I can't even think back to like, uh, seeing Varane like in front of the, the real Madristas, like like pumping his fist and walking up to them or Casemiro. And and they do this for regular games that we win. So imagine like winning a cup at Wembley. Like like it's it's pretty impressive to see that these guys ain't on that mercenary shit. Like they like I, I think the the history of Man United has like is very romantic to a lot of footballers. So when they come here and because we've fallen off, it's important for them to be a part of the group that turns our history mm. back into the future and remake it what it is. And they, it's just like, you could see why we're winning because these guys are a thousand percent invested and they're in. And on top of that, the coach, He's invested the, the players that we bought that we thought were bad buys. Fred, Juan Bissaka, sometimes Shaw, like like people that were a waste of money are becoming valuable. You know, like I wouldn't want to put Sancho in that, but he just didn't have a good year last year. And Marcus Rashford, who's an academy product, reinvested, shoulders fixed in form and uh it's just a great situation to be a fan of you know to, it's just it's just amazing you know so I, I i didn't want them to get their hearts broken today and and that the way the fans i just watched this uh this i don't know what channel it was but they had like four anchors like on the field after the game and they couldn't hear each other one of they was even cracking jokes like I don't know what they're trying to say to me in my ear. I don't even know if they're still filming. Like that's <laughs> how loud it was that they couldn't hear the producers. And yeah, man, like United won. We we like we have a playing style, but our real playing style is mentality and win at all costs. No matter we don't care if it doesn't look good. Like Ten Hag is a pretty pragmatic coach and the players have become pragmatic. So at certain times, they know exactly when it's game plan time and pragmatic time. And they switch to that easy. And we've been practicing it all season and now we got our first cup because of that. Uh, what do you guys think? Um, I thought it was a good game. Obviously, we watched the um, majority of it at yours. Uh, we mm-hmm. saw the the stuff we had to see. Um, yeah, yeah. Me and Martin, me and Martin left at half time. 
um, when it was two nil, and uh, and then I, I I caught a little bit on my phone when I got back here, and it was um, yeah. I mean, Newcastle they're a tough team. They're not they don't lay down for you. Like right. you know they were they were getting the ball out to Trippier on the right, and he was putting some dangerous crosses in. Um, you know, Wilson's always sniffing around. Some maximum was taking people on. At one point, he completely destroyed Dalot, and then uh, couldn't get his uh, get his shot um, sort of past De Gea. So, yeah, they they were causing problems, and uh, you know that, that you don't get a win against them for free. And you know the fact that you you had to earn it. And Ted Hag was quite honest, I thought afterwards, where he said like we didn't necessarily play the best football today, but we did what we had to do to win. And I think that's what you get when like you say, you've got winners in your team, like people like Casemiro and Varane, who will, they're used to winning cup finals without necessarily doing it in the prettiest way, because sometimes the prettiest way isn't the way to win. And you've got to do what you get to win. And you, you know, you were playing direct up to Veghorst and I thought he had a really good game. Um, like he, he's, he's a limited player in certain aspects, but he did what he does really well today. Like he held the ball up well, he brought other people in. Um, you know, that one where he laid off the chance for, uh, for Rashford, where he held the ball up really well. Um, you know, he, he had a really effective game. So he led the line well. Um, yeah, it's just it's just a really solid performance from United, I thought. And, you know, they weathered it. Whenever Newcastle were having like a little strong spell, you managed to ride it out and you didn't panic. Um, and not conceding at all, I think, is a big sign because if they'd have got one goal back, it makes things difficult. But like I say, you just rode it out every time they, they looked like they were on top. And then you put yourselves back on top and, yeah, I think fully deserved win for United. And I, and I agree with everything you said. I got one gripe. And I don't know if Neil or, or Lee, you, like, so who's the guy who, you know, you know, after a game, there's somebody who, or during the game, somebody's like, all right, marking down the amount of duels and headers mm-hmm. won. And goals and assists, right? So who's what's the name of that job or that person's job? Who's that person? Uh, I'm not sure if it's someone from the competition or from Opta or yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I think all these all these websites they have their people. um, I mean they they're not then I mean they could be done remotely too. But the but the official one, like the one. So my my beef is with the person who's in charge of saying that Rashford's goal was an own goal. Because <laughs> mm. here's my thing. It's like, you're doing your job, right? Yeah. What you did there, given that as an own goal, that's not your job. That is not your job. <laughs> you went out of your way. Like, just you mean to somebody. <laughs> to be an asshole. Like, you let me know you're a City fan or you're a Liverpool fan yeah. or you work you have some Newcastle ties, or I think that's yeah. probably a refereeing thing, though. Uh, so, so, probably not, not as that's the guys in the VAR booth. <laughs> like, whose job is that to be like, let me spend some time looking at this footage yeah. to take this goal away and blame it on a defender? Like, 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 I wouldn't even have thought to be nobody thought in the world yeah. to say. Let me see this 20 more times to prove this not Marcus Rashford goal. And that's mm-hmm. my beef. Like, what an asshole. What an asshole. I think just trying it's to be nice to just trying to be nice to Mr. Carius. 
you know, who, who hasn't played football in a bit. Yeah, yeah. You could still say it's a deflection. Shot. Yeah, I always thought if the shot's on target and it takes a deflection, it still counts as... Yeah. yeah so it's, goal. It's, it's only if the ball's I, going to go off target and the touch takes it towards goal when it wouldn't have gone towards goal. I guess what they're saying is that it wasn't on target then, which is weird because the angle... I guess there's somewhere you can like extrapolate <laughs> this line of the, the trajectory of the ball and yeah. you're going to go on target or not. But so maybe it was like very, but as you said, like it was a very must have been a very marginal thing. It couldn't yeah, have missed like, the target by a lot. It's just some shit you didn't have to do today. Like <laughs> you get in more trouble pointing it out than you would not point it out. It's still a goal. It yeah. doesn't change results. But to like Weghorst, like loses his assist. Marcus Rashford loses mm. scoring. Like being in the, the leading score in that in, in, in and scoring in a cup final, it's like it's just gonna say OG, and that was way more than an OG. Like him and Wakehorse like built that from like the, the 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 beginning of the final third that into the back of the net. And it's like, mm-hmm. what about all that effort? That's that's a part of the goal too. So yeah, I, I'm I need to find that guy. You know the <laughs> footage that's on the internet of those female soccer players in Africa, I think, chasing the ref. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that, That's, we, they, I'm a, they need to chase this dude. He needs to be chased so he doesn't go above and beyond to be an asshole anymore. <laughs> so that is dead wrong what he did. Uh, I, I don't know if you watched the game, Neil, after the Chelsea game. I don't know what oh, your state well. was. So Yeah, I just went back to sleep. <laughs> I, was, I the the best thing I did was I didn't actually get out of bed to take the trouble to actually you know turn on the TV and watch it on the TV because mm. that dis- didn't deserve that level of effort from me. So I was just on my phone watching it on the phone. But yeah, but- after the game, I, I I didn't really have the heart to sit through and watch. Either Newcastle or Manchester United and lift a trophy. <laughs> but just what you said is very telling. You're a Chelsea fan. Yeah. You know so much about Chelsea. Like I've learned so much about Chelsea from you. Like you're embedded, you're deep. You <laughs> follow the wives of the players. Right? <laughs> right? You can tell me what I can tell you if the if the wife is still gonna be a wife or not. Yeah. Like in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> if she's if she's cheating. You can tell me what the maid from which player got for them from the supermarket, what the <laughs> meal plan is for the week, like what school their kids go to. Yeah, are the wives getting along or not? How the wives uh, getting along? Uh, like uh, what their yeah. vacation plans is? Yeah. Like like relatives like in and and for you to like Watch a Chelsea Spurs game on your phone. Yeah, bro, that just tells me the state no, that Chelsea- even like because it was an early game, right? Five thirty a.m. So mm-hmm. I was even contemplating maybe just not watching it. Like get my because I knew I had a little bit of a sleep deficit from Friday night. So I was like, oh, maybe I maybe I should just you know get to sleep. <laughs> so what's gonna happen? Like you know, I don't. I seldom believe in miracles. So uh, in football side, so like what can dramatically change between all these last few weeks versus this? 
So. so, so here's the question: Do you think Potter should be relieved of his duties as gaffer of Chelsea? Do you think he can come back from this? Come back to what? Like we haven't seen what a good Potter side at Chelsea is. You know, like when when the whole. Um, Tuchel obviously he was not fired for results right but if you go previously like Lampard I didn't want Lampard to be fired because I'd seen a good Chelsea under Lampard so I still had the hope like okay you know maybe these things get figured out people come back from injuries you know we can go back to what we were um, Conte similarly like you know we would seen good Chelsea under Conte but like Potter's never really won me or anybody in the fan base over in the first place. So this is a very easy, you know, washing of the hands if, as fans for us to do. Like there's no, mm-hmm. there's no part of the fan base that's like, no, you know, uh, you still believe in Potter because the still word is just not applicable in this, in this uh, context. So how part of me thinks like, you know, this, the season's already gone. So, Oh, it is. So, what's the point? Even sacking him, you you probably have a better chance of getting a landing a top manager in the summer anyway. So, not if you're in the championship with us. <laughs> yeah, true. True. Um, yeah, I I really don't know. It's also like difficult, right? Because these are new owners. We don't know their mentality when it comes to something something like sackings. But so, what do you think? What's your call now? Before, because I know before you were like, you hated the constant changing of the managers, yeah. and yeah. and and I and I'm down with you too. I agree with it yeah. too. But then the Southampton thing at home last week, and then it's almost like when when a turn when a when a coach is doing bad, they can normally pull out the win that they're least likely to get, and mm-hmm. he didn't even do that today. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't even buy himself another game today and even performances wise because i i was pretty upbeat about our performances um you know last couple like the last six games before today mm-hmm. but even that have become like scratch like it's like almost like one step forward two steps back so today for example performance wise it was terrible against southampton a first half was terrible um West Ham second half was terrible. So even performance-wise, like there's not a lot of consistency. So like players like Felix and Enzo Fernandez, who came in, they looked really good in their first game. Even they look poor. Like so I'm half of me is thinking that players are getting progressively worse the more time they spend under Potter's coaching. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, I guess I'm I'm just past caring. Like if they sack him, great. If they don't sack him, Willing to wait till the uh, end of the season. I would sack him for him just to save, <laughs> like, any more losing. People are going to start doubting him for other jobs. Now, I, I think I think they won't like he did enough at Brighton Hope, and they, people really kind of understand the situation. But uh, listen, man, he lost today to a guy like the assistant coach for Conte, who we coached against today, has more wins this year. In yeah. way less games than yeah. Potter, yeah. and 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 I don't even know the guy. Like I don't even know his name. I looked it up. It was like Christian 
something. I, I was trying to remember it, but if he keeps getting results like this, I'll know it. You know, yeah. you know, Tottenham stays top four and Conte's ill. Yeah. Still, then we'll know it. But yeah, yeah, it was uh, a very, pretty terrible performance by us. Uh, I think first half, even Spurs were not really at the races, so it kind of uh, camouflaged how bad we were. But the second half, they turned out we did not. And this is another thing: like we come back out of a uh, after a halftime break dressing room talk and we always look bad like i don't know what potter says in the dressing room that it actually has the opposite effect to what you think spending time with the manager would <laughs> well you've seen his press conferences so you can get a good idea from that yeah yeah that that's something that speeches like been getting on my nerves too but i also feel like no manager really looks good when the team is not doing well like right. even you know somebody like club he he sounds really terrible when he's giving out press conferences after losing. So, yeah, he, he Potter said this crazy thing today after the press conference. Uh, I don't know if you heard. He said, well, you know, even we're talking about it in the lead up to the game, watching the Arsenal all or nothing. And, you know, Mikel Arteta, he was under so much pressure. He could have been sacked. And, but, you know, things change eventually. And you look now where he is. I'm like, why are you watching? Amazon document, that's for us. Why are you <laughs> in the biggest job of your career? And you know, like the, the biggest, the biggest spotlight that's ever been on you. Why are you watching sports documentaries of your peers? I know. Next thing we want you to be a, better than our data. Does he have a he sounds like an, an aspiring uh influencer? who yeah. looks up stuff to get inspired like yeah. your grand potter bro you, you did it yeah. at brighton hove now you're running chelsea and you should just yeah it, it's 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 kind of weird leading what you saw that game what's what's your thoughts on it yeah i mean like neil said i don't think spurs were that great in the first half um, they stepped up a little bit in the second half. They were individuals who had really good games for Spurs, I mm. thought. Like Emerson Royale's form has been good recently. He was a threat down the right. Harry Kane, I thought, had a good game. His range of 100%. passing and bringing other people into play. And Skip in midfield, like not just the goal, but he was he was working his ass off. So Spurs had some good performances. And, and Chelsea, like the thing is with Spurs, although there were some players who played better than others, they played like a team. Whereas Chelsea just don't look like a team to me. They just look like a collection of players that are just out there trying to do something. Um, and, you know, like Fernandez, I didn't really know he was in the game much. Occasionally mm. he would pull off like one of these great diagonal passes. Like his range of passing is phenomenal, but he didn't really do much else. And I thought it was strange that Potter didn't bring on, well, he was only looking to bring on Mudrick and Aubameyang in the 81st minute mm. when it was 1-0 down. And then just as he was getting those guys off the bench, the second goal went in and it's pointless. Yeah. It's like, why are you only putting some pace into your attack in the 81st minute when you're 1-0 down? Why aren't you doing that 15 minutes earlier mm. and giving those players a chance to get into the game and make a difference? Um, so I thought that was strange from a tactical point of view, only putting those guys in then. Um, also, you know, playing Havertz as a number nine against a team that play with three centre-backs is pointless, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um 
it was yeah, it was just I just yeah, Chelsea just don't look like a team right now. I think that's that'd be the biggest concern for me if I was a Chelsea fan, that it's just a collection of individuals and yeah, just that lack of goal threat as well. Like two two games back to back, you know, shutouts for them in the at the attacking end is, is is you know pretty bad going. I don't know if they I can't remember what they did the game before they played us. Did you score in that one? No. Oh wow. So it's it's more than two then. Yeah, um, it's three games. Well, we've scored one goal in six games. Mm. That's just crazy. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Ali Watkins is having a better run in the last <laughs> five games than the entire Chelsea team. Yeah. Like he scored five in a row. Uh today, like you you guys didn't win any 50-50s from what I remember. There was no intensity. It's like your players look like they were involved in the youngest testimonial in the history of testimonials. Like, like they, they were doing their testimonial now before they retire, like in the middle of a season in an actual game where they're supposed to be trying to win. Yeah, it, it, I, I couldn't put my finger on that game. Like Lee said, like there were good individual performances. You can pick out people from Spurs and there were some moments here and there from other players. I don't know why your coach plays Sterling on the right. That's weird. And then put Mount in to do what? Like I think he tried to do like a diamond at some point because he got he pulled he got Zachariah in, put him as a holding mm-hmm. midfielder, and then had Enzo and Mount as uh the two eights. Who and Mount? And then Enzo Enzo Fernandez. Okay. And mm-hmm. Mount as the two eights and uh, Jean Felix remained as the number ten. So, but it was just again, like there's no consistency in how we are trying to uh, trying to play. He settled on the four two three one as a starting position, but um, you know the fact that we are using uh, Havertz as the number nine, and he's never really available. In those in those positions, when you're trying to get a move going, he's almost always behind uh, a few of the players. So there, there is no focal point, and uh, we're trying to have everything go through Jao Felix, and he's getting doubled up, and he's also not been in in good form. Like after the first couple of games, he's he's been in really bad form too. So yeah, it's yeah, like this. I think Sterling was the lone. You know, he, he was looking good today. He had a couple of really good moments. He could have also, like, you know, if he had a little bit more power through to his shot, at least he's tested uh, Froster. Did, did he start on the left or on the right? He started on the left, yeah. He, and then he's doing good. And then Paul is like, let's move him to the right so he won't do good. <laughs> he he almost put him, like, as a... Yeah, he kind of let, let him move around a lot more because he removed... Um, he got Ziyech off. Yeah. Which I think was the right move because Ziyech was, <laughs> was was moving crazy. He could have, yeah. yeah, the red card thing. Yeah, Ziyech did not, he just doesn't seem happy there. He knows. It's, it's just one of those things when you're stuck in this rut, in this thing, mm-hmm. and it's like, I can't but like That's everybody, it. like the entire team. This is not a happy place to be at. Like right now, Chelsea, any any uh, any of the players there, the staff, I'm pretty sure it's not a happy place. So it's affecting everybody's game. Like even Reese Re- James, who's usually pretty solid, 
he's not looked that great after coming back from injury. So, yeah, it's everybody's being pulled down right now. The only person that looks happy is Ted Bowley in the stands, as if he doesn't understand how football works. <laughs> like, it's like he uh, he might the way he, he watches the game. Like, I never see you know if, if somebody scores against your team, they'll flash to the owner or the mm. coach to see their reaction of loss, and yeah. I. Maybe they haven't flashed to him at those moments, but when they flash to him, there is no sign of loss. Almost as if he doesn't understand how the game of football works. He might believe that if you get scored on, you're winning. <laughs> That's the way like they show him in the stands. But yeah, man, you guys, I, I, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what Potter's doing. I like Potter, but I can't call it, fam. So good luck with Chelsea. I mean, I think the on the balance of things, I think he needs to go. Like, but I don't know if he will go because you know Todd Bowley made this big decision to sack Tuchel and get him in. It's it was his like the ownership's personal choice, right? To get him in, he's their man, and they also paid a lot to get rid of Tuchel to get Potter from Brighton. And they've put him on a five-year contract worth 60 million. So the payout to get rid of uh, Potter is going to be 60 million. So it's not going to be easy financial yeah. decision to make. So he, he, they might just double down on it. Yeah, you might have to leave him there for two years to turn this around, no matter what the results are. But but that's, that's that that but that's been the rhetoric all along that they, we are willing to give Potter a full season after the full preseason. It's tough because if he. If he doesn't turn it around now, in the next season, those players they'd be like lost. They're not. They're not. They won't be into him. This is a dangerous game. Yeah, yeah it's a dangerous game. Uh, Lee, you want to talk about Leeds versus Southampton? What happened, fam? Not really. No, I don't really want to talk about it. <laughs> um. It reminded me a lot of um, when we played Nottingham Forest earlier this season where two teams that were bad played each other and it was a shit like mistake that cost us the game We and we lost 1-0 when we could have easily drawn 0-0. Um, like this game was the same. Like we, we played badly, but Leeds weren't great either. And the goal they did score was a little bit fluky, like Junior Firpo cut in and he's on his weak foot and he scuffs the ball towards goal and it goes like through Bednarek and then it goes underneath the keeper who should have saved it as well. Um, like it was a really scrappy goal and Leeds did just about enough to, like they they had more of the ball than us. They created a little bit more than us. Um, and like I say, they weren't great, but I mean, they put the ball in the net so they deserve the win and we were just bad. We never really looked like troubling them that much. We, we've, we've got no goals in the team right now, which is a huge concern because you know, we're relying on a wall prowse set piece most of the time and we don't really have anyone else that's stepping up at the moment and scoring consistently. And if you don't have a goal scorer in your team, like, at all, it could be a centre forward, it could be a winger, whatever, like, then you're going to have problems. Like, no one in our team is looking like they're going to get in double figures for goals other than maybe ward prowse So, it's difficult. We're just not a good team right now. And, um, yeah, I mean, watching Danny Ings scoring a, a couple of goals for West Ham was painful um, because that's the sort of player we need right now, someone that's going to step up and take chances. So we just haven't got the players who are doing that. Uh, Paul Onuachu, who we bought from 
uh, from Genk, the top scorer in the Belgian league. He's a big six foot seven guy, but we're not really giving him any service. We haven't really mm-hmm. figured out how to use him yet because the players aren't used to that and he's not used to the league. So, you know, by the time he settles in and starts scoring goals, it's probably going to be too late um, at the moment because it's not one of those players who's transitioning quickly. Um, Orsic, who we signed from uh, Dinamo Zagreb, who's a good finisher. He's not even in the squads at the moment. I don't know if he's unfit or just not fitting in. I'm, I'm not, I don't know what's happening there. So, yeah, we're a bit of a mess. And this has been our problem all season is that whenever we win a game, we don't win the next game. And that's why we're going to go down, I think, because we just can't get a run together. We can win games, but they're in isolation because we haven't got that goal power. So, yeah, I mean, we haven't won back-to-back games in the Premier League for over a year now. Right. And that's that's fucked up because that's, you know, that's not good enough. If you're going to stay in this league, you've got to win back-to-back games. If we're going to catch anyone above us, we can't just win one game and then lose the next five. Uh, we need to, you know, do more than that. I'm trying to see where you all are at officially. Just scroll right down. <laughs> Just scroll right <laughs> to the bottom. All right, I'll do that. Let's see. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> all right. I mean, this doesn't look too bad until it is. Because, again, you didn't win today, but your two wins six points out of being 14th. But you got to get those points or else you're just, you're not adrift yet. Yeah. You know, Bournemouth got 21 points. Everton lost. They got 21 points. Even Leeds that beat you, they only got 22 points. They're only three points ahead of you. Yeah. And then West Ham is four points ahead of you. They're 16th. And Wolves is 15th, and they're, five, they're like six points ahead of you. Mm. So you, and up, you can go up to Leicester, they're 14th, six points ahead of you, but you need them goals, like you said. Yeah, I just don't see us putting the results together back to back. Like we might win a couple more games in isolation, but unless we actually put a run together, then we're fucked because you got to try and keep rolling those wins over because like I say beating Chelsea is no good if we then lose to Leeds it's just it's just not good enough we got to try and catch teams and we need some form and I've not seen anything at the moment that says or anything this season that says we're capable of doing that I don't know if they were too hasty giving Sellers the job as well but my thinking was keep him as even if they want to give him the job keep him as interim because then the players will be like if we like him we got to run through brick walls and make sure they give him the job don't give him the job after one game um, see how he does because you know he might not be up to the job he looked up to the job last week against Chelsea but this week he didn't so is he or is he not we don't know and I don't think the board know only time will tell yeah yeah it's not yeah I figured at some point this was going to be rough for Southampton but mm. we'll see like I forgot what I was going to say so <laughs> I'll just uh, slide on to <laughs> some of these other matches. We've got to jump something? off for a second. I'll be back in a moment. All right, cool. So, uh, excuse me. Arsenal managed the, did you check out any games yesterday? I got, I got some of the highlights here. Yeah. So Man City, they had like two draws in a row, one in Champions League and one in the league last week, a surprising one against I think it was Forest. So they came out to Bournemouth. 
to be like, all right, we got to express ourselves, get these goals mm. and like get back on track, but get back in the hunt for this title, chase down Arsenal. And, uh, man, they, they, uh, bodied Bournemouth. Like yeah. they got the goals early and they kept them coming. It was just four one, but it was even just felt they were more dominant than that. It was only when it was, it was four nothing. That's when Bournemouth put up their best fight. Mm. But uh, Alvarez got one, Erlen Holland got one, Foden got one, and uh, oh, our own goal. I'm trying to remember that goal from Metham. But uh, yeah, yeah, Man City are back in the title race. Let me see if we slide down the standings itself and just see mm. where everybody's at. I mean, I so, think they're, they're two points ahead, and they have a game in mm-hmm. hand. So, you know, they have a chance yeah. to open up a open up a lead because they they do know they have to face Man City again. So, right. I think Man City would want to keep that to that three point gap, and then right. you know use use their game to uh, they're they're well ahead on um, goal difference anyway. Mm-hmm. So, so they need that cover. They need that little bit of a buffer against Man City. Yeah, this is definitely Man City range. Like mm. you said, they're like Arsenal's just two points ahead of them, even though they have a game in hand. But who knows what's going to happen in these games? So this is race yeah. on right here. Yeah, uh, United, they're third. Yeah, forty nine mm. points. They're six points behind City. I don't think they're in a title race. The reason why City's in title race is because they won the title last year. So, mm. and they're only trailing trailing Arsenal by two points. That's less than a game. So, yeah. yeah. Tottenham, resurgent under their assistant coach. They win again. I think Tottenham won like three in a row or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or three and four games or something like that. Three and four games, yeah. So, and did they win in Champions League this week too? No. Uh, well, no, I don't think they had Champions League this week. What was it? Last they had week? last week where they, I think they did they, they lose to, they lost to Milan, I think. Yeah, I think that's true. I think they did lose to Milan. Yeah. But they just won three in a row. They handled their business today. Mm. Uh, we discussed that match earlier and Harry Kane and I think what that's done for the top four is essentially made um, give, given them some breathing space because Newcastle's now uh, there's a gap that's grown between Newcastle and Tottenham yeah four points but Newcastle has two games in hand so yeah. I, I'm still rooting for Newcastle like we played them today and mm. we won but I'd like Newcastle to get top four. I want Eddie Howe to get something for all this effort that his team has put in. Like as points gatherers, since he took over last season, they have like snatched up mad points. So, you know, and they've been drawing a lot lately, but I feel like if they can get some goals in two of these games that they got coming up, they could get near Tottenham and rattle them. Mm. It's funny, like Man City can rattle Arsenal at least Arsenal will be rattled because it's a chance for them to re- win the league. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Tottenham might be rattled 
because it's a chance for them to end up in the Europa League and they might panic under that pressure. But we'll see. Uh, Fulham, your boy William and them doing it over there. They got 39 points. They're six. Let me see. I think Fulham won one against Wolves. That's what it was. All right. Won one against mm. Wolves. So they dropped points or, or got a point, however you want to look at it. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and Liverpool, another draw. Crystal Palace. Like, what do you think of Liverpool's future for the rest of the season? Like, is, is the results, I feel like the results that we've seen and that are is who they are. Like, I don't know. I kind of know. Like, we know the midfield thing kind of threw them off, but mm. it's so hard to accept that. And we know they had injuries, but it's, this is, they've had two bizarre seasons. One, you know exactly why it was bizarre. Yeah. But this one is less distinctive, even though I do feel it's the midfield situation. <laughs> the the thing with the Liverpool is I feel like they still, you know, they like the wheels haven't like, I think from their standards, they have fallen off a bit. But they're going through a season where it's it's not going to be like eighth or ninth place. I think they are going to finish in the top six eventually. You think so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do think they're going to finish in the top six. Now, the question is, can they make a late charge to finish in the top four? Because that gap is now pretty significant. And they're, they're, Liverpool are not showing any consistency either. Uh, but, um, you know, I think they, the, the thing is, results like the Real Madrid one, they can really have and take an effect on your psyche. So if they had lost like, you know, a 2-1 or a 1-0, that would have been something. But they're losing 5-2 after going up two goals at home. Is such a demoralizing thing that, um, yeah, I, he would require the best man manager in the world. And Klopp is probably that guy, but, you know, even he's been under pressure this season. And now they have to go away at the Barnabao and, and try and do something this week. So this is, this is going to be a huge game for, um, for, for Liverpool. Yeah. No, nobody expects them to turn that around, but this, the year they won the Champions League, they did beat Barcelona for nothing, but at, at least it was at that home. That was at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and, you know, you'd think th- it would, this week, this midweek was set up perfectly for them to get revenge on live, on Real Madrid. And mm. they did for like 20 minutes and then <laughs> folded. Yeah. Uh, uh, Brighton Hove is... Uh, Eighth with 35 points. Did they even play this weekend? I don't think so. No, there's a few teams that are on a week off. Um, yeah. I remember because there was there was loads of players I had to either bench or transfer out in my fantasy football team. Hilarious. Yeah, they um, were supposed to play Newcastle, but obviously Newcastle was busy. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, I, I mean that's about it. What's what's the deal on the fantasy league? Where's Oh, Everton versus Aston Villa. Shout out to Lloyd. Yeah. Villa wins 2-0. And who thinks 
Everton ain't going down because I need to talk to you. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's, there's competition there. Like, there's a yeah. bunch of bad teams. Yeah, who wants to join Southampton, basically? That's <laughs> who's coming down with us. Um, although I, I, it's kind of annoying because like, there's some teams down there who I think if they go down, they would be quite equipped to go back up. Like I think Everton would throw some money at it, even though they're not very good at doing that. But, mm. you know, they're a huge club. They'd attract players. So I think they'd come back up. Um, yeah. West Ham. There's seven teams in a five-point gap with, uh, to each other. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I got, I got seven points off of Tyrone Mings for fantasy football for Villa's win. So I'll take that. <laughs> I mean... At least they did something. <laughs> they just they did something. Speaking of fantasy league, what's what's who's leading in it? Uh, what's the deal? What we got? Joachim Henriksen uh, is top. Bocker FC. He captains Harlan this weekend. He had Kane and Watkins in there. He both scored. Alexander Arnold and Gabriel have got clean sheets, so he's top. Martin second. Uh, unfortunately, because Martin gambled and put his eggs in the Spurs basket this week so he got 12 points from Eric Dyer um, which is pretty heartbreaking to see um, but yeah I'm I'm down in 13th but I had a fairly good week mm-hmm. I had Martinelli who scored Harland who scored Kane who scored uh, not Kane who scored sorry Kane who got um, oh no Kane did score sorry yeah Kane scored yeah. Gabriel got me a clean sheet Robertson got me a clean sheet Mings got me a clean sheet I've stuck with Edison in goal, which is annoying because Man City always seem to concede one at the moment. Even when they smash a team like Bournemouth, they concede a goal. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? So I need to get him out. But yeah, you guys, um, Neil is down in 29th out of 34. Uh, yeah, and Ian, you're, you're 31 out of 34 right now. You're the lowest of the, uh, of the podcast. Oh. Say that again. <laughs> <laughs> you're th- 31st out of 34 you're the lowest out of me you Neil or Mark and where's Neil at 29 just above you <laughs> yeah you, you would yeah I gotta yeah I keep saying it but alright mm. I'm gonna try I'm gonna try I'm gonna try congrats <laughs> I mean I just, it's just been busy it just had <laughs> shit to do uh we got some midweek games which is crazy so I think Man City, FA Cup, right? Where is it? FA Cup. Just go through these real quick. Yeah, you, you guys are playing West Ham on Wednesday, I think, in the FA Cup. Which is crazy. It's mm-hmm. just crazy. Yeah. There's Arsenal, Everton in the league and Liverpool Wolves in the league as well. Arsenal, Everton in the league? Uh, Arsenal, Everton and Liverpool Wolves, yeah. Both on Wednesday. Liverpool Wolves. Hmm. <laughs> you think uh, Arsenal can beat Everton at home after losing to them on the road? They probably will get that the revenge on that. Yeah, I think so. Does anybody here still think Arsenal can win the league? Yeah. I mean, yeah, they can. Because uh, City has shown flashes of inconsistency too, so and it's a two horse race. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I want to bet on them. I still feel City are the favourites at this at this stage, but 
uh, I don't think Arsenal are very far behind either. Yeah, me neither. I, I, I still think City can clinch it, but they have shown me some inconsistency yeah. that I'm not used to. So that, you know, it makes me shut up and just like, let me just watch this and watch this play out. I don't want to like just be guessing. Uh, Man City got an easy one. They got Bristol on Tuesday. Mm. Like, so that's good for them. But United has a Premier League team, West Ham. So that's tough for us. Spurs got Sheffield United. But that's Wednesday, March 1st. Okay. So that's this. Yeah, that is this week. February is apparently Black History Month is apparently ending really fast. So <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I figure like that's pretty much it for the for the for the week. Uh, I had fun in Houston. Had some shows at the at the Secret Group, and it was like really fun. It was packed, and I had some really funny Houston comics go up before me. It was great meeting them, and uh, the show was put on by. Uh, uh, comedy comedy hub Houston. Uh, my homeboy Eddie, that's his shit, and he does a good job. So thank you everybody who came out and who pays attention to the soccer, the podcast. Thank you. And I got some shows coming up, so check my Instagram at Ian Edwards Comic. Link in bio. All the show dates will be there. Uh, mm-hmm. Anything you guys want to plug? Lee, you did a bunch of shows. Yeah, I did some shows so far. They've been fun. Um, on Tuesday, I'm at the Lyric Hyperion at 8pm and then Roast Battle at the Comedy Store at 11pm. So, um, yeah, two spots Tuesday. That's the rest of my stuff at the moment. Trying to get some more stuff sorted. But, yeah, it'll all go on my Instagram, Lee Hudson Comedy. What, what you doing, Neil? Beside. I am keeping my mouth shut a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Not really getting tagged into a lot of conversation. <laughs> Are people coming for you on there or not? No, not really. I think, I think people realize not to kick it down when he's down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. Uh, I mean, yeah, when Chelsea's doing good, you're not like an overbearing asshole about it anyway. <laughs> you're actually the one that kicks Chelsea when they're up. So, <laughs> yeah, that's that's yeah. a good thing. Yeah, Martin was going to try to join, but mm, I'm surprised Martin wasn't here. Oh, he, he, you know, he's, he's saying a lot of shit in the chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I, we have to face him Thursday. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, we're all going to be there Thursday. But by Thursday, maybe Spurs loses to Sheffield United on Wednesday. And you could laugh at it. Fingers about crossed. That. Oh, I didn't realize it was this Thursday. All right. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, cool. it's this Thursday. Mm. <laughs> we, might, we might have, we was, Jesse might have a new manager by then. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you'll celebrate that and be looking yeah. forward to the yeah, yeah, new yeah. manager bounce. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right. Yeah. But yeah, it was good seeing you eventually this morning, Lee. My bad. My bad. <laughs> Damn. I'm just glad you weren't under that tree. That's uh... <laughs> me. Me too, fam. <laughs> yeah. I met the the guy whose son's car is under that tree, and oh. you, it, it's like a an older gentleman. It's his son's new car, and I, oh. you know, they I guess they live on the block. And I just keep thinking about like this area. Parking spaces are so coveted mm. that 
he probably got that spot in the middle of the night ahead of someone. And the person that didn't get that spot, like, shit, I got to drive uh, around for an hour more to find yeah, a spot. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah then, and the parking stuff uh, at your place. Do you think, yeah, um, then, do you think LA parking enforcement have still tried to ticket the car? Absolutely. <laughs> they're going to give that, they're going to give the tree a ticket. <laughs> yeah, That's wrong right. side of the road on the Friday, <laughs> on, on a Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know this. You know this. You tree. You've been here a while. You know the parking rules and regulations <laughs> of all people. You know you shouldn't be laying across the street like this at this time. So yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, man. But thank you all for joining, Neil. Stay strong. You know what I mean. <laughs> it's it's not even fun to try to throw jabs on nothing. I just I, I'd rather make fun of Chelsea. <laughs> Uh, it's 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 unfathomable what's happening. I, so I, I don't even really know what to say. And the memes just say the, it all. The sad part is it seems like <laughs> the manager doesn't either. So like if you had if Grand Potter was on this podcast, he wouldn't be saying things very different from what I'm saying. <laughs> it's fine, Neil. We, we can have a we can have a cry together on Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Chelsea might have a new manager by then because the Dortmund game is going to be done. And if you're knocked out of the Champions League, then that's, uh, I feel like that's a defining moment in the season. That's the most hopeful I've heard you sound this podcast. <laughs> so you, it sounds like you're actually hoping whatever needs to happen for Pato to be gone, you're down. Even if, even if it's more losses, you, it, it sounds like. No, not right. really. I still want Chelsea to like, you know, win matches, but. Some, it, it's just that because I don't even know what's the alternative out there. Pochettino. Hmm. See, see, that's when I start going Potter in again. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, for real? I, I, he's probably better than Potter right now, but because we're so bad. But yeah, I'm not a, never been a big Pochettino fan either. I, I think so. you should be now. I, I, I think he's. I mean, I'm talking, I'm the guy that never wanted him at United. So I don't think he's like your ultimate answer. Mm. But uh, like you. But that's what I, bro, that's the way you, I don't wait, want to get. But yeah, right. So I, I don't want us to just get a manager just because he's good than better than Potter. Well, you got a manager because he was worse than Tuchel. So why don't you just get one <laughs> <laughs> because he's better than Potter? I would just say, you know, swallow your pride and go back knocking at Thomas Tuchel's door. He might be. And Tuchel's like, no, <laughs> stop touching me. Get off me. <laughs> I'm just Neil, Neil will never be over Tuchel. Yeah, because, you know, it finished before it was supposed to. Well, and for Tuchel, maybe it's the best that it is that way. Like, he's this person that Chelsea fans will almost love almost as much distant in a distant way, as a distant degree, as much as they love Abramovich. You know what I'm saying? I thought like, you were going to say Mourinho. <laughs> I feel like, how much do y'all love Mourinho? A lot, but then it kind of soured because I feel like the last decade of you know inconsistency in, at Chelsea is a lot to do with Mourinho's second time, mm. and um, the fact that he then took the Tottenham job 
that didn't help. Yeah. And so, so yeah, but yeah, you're you're right. Like Thomas Tuchel, he left when he was, you know, he's he was universally adored. So yeah, maybe yeah, he he's the one that back. got away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's the one that got away. Well, all right, guys. Uh, thank you everybody for watching and listening. Like and subscribe. Uh, rate us on all the audio platforms. We love you. Be good. And uh, congratulations, Manchester United. We won something. And uh, I really appreciate it. first trophy that. in six years. No, that's a big deal. Yeah. I think it, it's a it great is, start to the Ten Hag era. Yeah, it's a great start to the Ten Hag. And, I, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I was saying it last week. Like, it's great for the fans to be in love with the same people they hated. It's... yeah. That is fucking amazing. Like everybody was written off that was on that team mm. from the last two years. And the fans just hated them. And then to celebrate, like Maguire did something smart today. Like he's the captain. So it's weird. <laughs> he came on for like five minutes. Bruno did with captain the whole shit. His heat map is all over the place. But because Maguire has not been officially relieved of his duties as captain like mm-hmm. he's walking up the stairs first but Maguire did something smart when he was trying to pick up the trophy he whispered to Bruno something and I'm like I, he better be telling it Bruno let's lift this together, together and that's yeah. exactly what they did and it, that's great optics and self-awareness and proof mm-hmm. that Maguire is not totally tone deaf and and yeah, yeah, yeah. I've listened to some of the like the, the fan platforms and they're happy that Maguire actually lifted the trophy but I think they're also mostly happy that he didn't just lift it by himself. You know what I mean? Mm, like yeah, first, yeah. like Bruno had one hand on, like he, he knows what the deal is. So it's just, just good. Like motherfuckers is like, with an agenda is like <laughs> that Fred, that Fred, you know, that Fred. Yeah. You know? And uh, I don't think it uh, Graham Sooners would ever apologize for calling Casemiro steady Eddie. <laughs> yeah. But steady I actually feel like I, I, I feel like that's the one trick that we missed. Casemiro was on the market. We should have gone for him. You know, you know, I keep saying goodbye, but just just one more thing. This is a thought I had earlier. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> this, is a, this is a thought I had earlier. You, you know, when when people talk about United, they talk about like the Ronaldo thing, Rashford being late and then being benched for a game. And then, but, and, and they talk about the horrible start with the two losses, mm. but nobody was thrilled with our summer transfer window. Nobody. Yeah. Like every other team, we were envious of. Nobody said our transfer window was great. Everybody was mad at our board. And this is before, like, we wanted sales and everybody's mad at the Glaciers, which they definitely have a right to be. But, and we did not get our top choices. Like, Casemiro was some last minute, pull a rabbit out your ass thing. That he's playing like he was the first choice. So that's how pretty amazing Ten Hag is. Like, like Mm. he's like, like, you know, black people, like, what, what, we're getting the pig, we're going to make chitlins out of this shit. 
This motherfucker's <laughs> making chitlins. You know, he's, he's making delicacies out of like, I, I'm not calling Casimir a scrap, but like, we're not getting some of the first choice things. We got Wig Horse. Yeah. We got a Wig Horse, bro. He just won a championship and he had an assist that was taken away. But yeah, so that's just good. That's how good Ten Hog is. And that's it. All right. All right. Enjoy the party tonight, Lee. Cheers, Woody. Yes. All right. All right. All right. Uh, okay. <laughs>